Hello and welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, where we chat all things leadership and personal development related, absolutely authentically and unscripted. On this podcast, my guests and I are going to introduce you to ideas and concepts that show how you can move past your fears, negative self-talk and constant doubts in order to encourage and motivate you on your journey to becoming a legendary leader yourself with more impact, influence and inspiration. So, are you ready for it? Welcome once again to Legendary Leaders, the podcast. legendary leaders out there. I'm so delighted to have you back here on the show today. It's going to be a show with me and my special guest, who's me as well. So you're going to be listening to me and to a very, very exciting topic that is becoming your own coach. That's a part of my Better Leader Academy. The B stands for becoming your own coach. That's as simple as it is. And I've actually chosen it as the big kickoff topic because it is so important that we start becoming our own coach, our best friend, the person who checks in with our own perspectives, our thoughts, our emotions, who challenges us and who is able to make certain choices and revising certain choices. And that again is us in the first instance. Quite often, if we can't progress there and we just feel really, really stuck, that's the moment when we say, okay, we need other people's support talk to a friend, our boss, a professional coach or mentor, whoever it is. But usually it starts with us. If it doesn't start with you here right now, and you are not really the person who has been checking in with yourself on a regular basis, well, then this show and episode is for you. Simply to learn more about why it can be so important to become your personal coach, what coaching actually is, when it makes sense to coach yourself and what the key coaching skills are. In the Better Leader Academy, I'm going to explain more about how to do it. And um, in particular, we are going to talk about the one game changing technique that helps you literally within minutes to put actions in place, to shift your perspective and your thoughts, and to help you overcome some real, real challenges. It would go a little bit too far to talk about all of these tools here in this show as well, as we have a restricted amount of time, but that is definitely something I also teach in the academy itself. Who are you talking to? My name is Kathleen Merkel. I'm the host of this show, but my real, real passion lies in helping women leaders create a professional and personal life that goes beyond the job description, that brings fun and joy, and at the same time, progress, development, building an amazing career without any overwhelm. And it's so, so possible. I'm passionate about it. It's my big mission, and I will use any tool that I have available to make it happen for you and with you. So, here we go. Let's talk about self-coaching and what it is. There's a very general definition of coaching out there that has been defined by George Bernard Shaw. And he basically said, progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. And that's the basis of coaching. How can we shift our minds? How can we check in with our thoughts and really challenge ourselves as to whether our thoughts are the reality, as to whether uh, we are making things up, we are limiting our own beliefs, 
where our thought patterns come from and so on. There are so many questions we need to ask ourselves. But the most important thing is that we at least check in with ourselves, that we want to raise more self-awareness, right? And that we want to work on ourselves. And let me tell you, and I'm sure you all know it, the work never stops. And I find it very, very encouraging that actually one of our big missions in life is that we keep evolving, that we keep developing, that we keep learning. Isn't that beautiful? Who wants to uh, stand still? I certainly don't. And I'm sure those who listen to the show don't want it either because you tune in because you can learn from others. You can develop yourself further and you can experiment with new ideas and tools. So Coaching is all about enhancing lifelong learning effectiveness and fulfillment, right? And as John Whitmore, one of the gurus of coaching said, coaching is unlocking a person's potential to maximize their own performance. It is helping them to learn rather than teaching them. So as coaches, we are definitely not there to know it all and to tell you how it is, but we help you to unlock the resources, the knowledge, the insights that are already inside of you. And you can do it as well, right? So the coaching profession actually originally has been created as a discipline that focuses on the process of lifelong learning and development throughout all aspects of personal and professional lives. So you hear probably a lot about life coaches, about career coaches, about leader coaches, where I fall in, into, but it can help you in all sorts of areas. And I have a very holistic approach. I thoroughly believe that your personal life and your professional life are connected. The emotions that impact you on either side will impact you on the other side. And there will always be a strong connection, sometimes a conflict that you are experiencing. So it wouldn't be as helpful to see it necessarily in the isolated way. And that's why even as a leadership coach with the leaders I'm working with, we are also, also diving into the personal circumstances. It's absolutely vital. So we really acknowledge that all areas of life, let it be career, money, health, family, friends, your partner, personal growth, physical environment, they are all interlinked, creating either a balance or an unbalance depending on the sustainability of actions within each area. So what is it you do about those areas? How are you working consistently on those areas as well? And how do you check that they are in balance? It doesn't mean that out of a 10, you need to give every area a 10. I think that can be very exhausting. But how can you make sure that when you are, for example, in a very demanding job and you spend a lot of hours there, that you find balance in recreation, in your hobbies, in social interaction, whatever is important to you and gives you that balance. Yeah. So that's really important to understand. In a very traditional coach, coachee, as we call the person who is being coached relationship, the coach definitely has the following responsibilities to create a safe space where the coachee can open up, where they can be really honest, where they can trust in particular. And therefore you as a coach get obviously the best out of this person. We've got to be non-judgmental. If we judge, if we show judgment, well, how can someone trust us? How can they really open up? Right. And we need strong listening skills. When we talk about self-coaching, well, how can you listen to yourself? How can you find a moment where you tune in with yourself? How can you have time to reflect, but not just time, but also 
the energy and the space you give yourself. So if you are one of the leaders who is running in the hamster wheel on a constant basis, and if you don't give yourself any space or time, let it be at work or at home, then obviously it will be hard to really dive into your emotions, what's going on for you, what your challenges are, and to build those different perspectives that are needed. So this is one of the must-haves for coaches, time and space to reflect, the ability to review, to be able to plan action. It's great to have the awareness. It's great to have a better understanding. What are you going to do with that going forward, right? How can you move forward towards a goal? And the openness and willingness to learn. So that comes back to the theory of self-coaching as well, to take charge of your learning, to take charge of your development and of your growth. So these are some of the basics. So when does it make sense to actually coach yourself? What do you think? There are tons of opportunities where you can do it. I often ask, when do you coach others? And you don't have to be a professional coach to give coaching support, right? But when do you do that? What are the situations when you, for example, sit down with friends and you kind of coach them through a topic? What are the situations at work when an employee comes to you with a challenge and you basically say, okay, let's talk about this. Okay. And you ask some great powerful questions and you start coaching them. So you will know that there are a lot of situations. So from our perspective, the situations where coaching is tremendously valuable is when you as the coachee actually know the answers. You kind of, your gut tells you, where you are going to head to, what lies behind some of your thoughts, some of your emotions, but you may not know the path forward to your answer. You may not know how to approach it, how to tackle it, how to find clarity to that answer. And that absolutely is one of the most frequently brought challenges that coaches want help with. You may have a deep knowing that lies within you that will help you access your answers as you take steps forward in the direction of your dreams, of your goals, of your desires. Maybe you are not clear on those desires and goals and you simply need to check in to phrase them, to write them down, to articulate them. Again, self-coaching can help tremendously here. If you have fear, you experience some sort of fear or anxiety about something, then coaching makes sense as well. And it's not inherently bad, by the way, to fear something. It is a message, right, that's being given to us. It's only bad when it blocks you from moving forward to create what you really want in your life. And if that fear consistently gets in the way. So it's important that your faith is stronger, your faith in change, your faith that you can really do something about it, than your fear to proceed. That is something you can coach yourself through. When you face big challenges, big projects, it makes sense to apply coaching, to chunk everything down to bite-sized portions. And that's really the best and most often frequently the fastest way forward as well. And if you really want to get unstuck and break through something that feels really kind of big, then it can help you to take small and concrete actions and coaching helps you create and think about those actions. 
Overall, to be willing to coach yourself is to be willing to care enough about yourself to seek the best life and again, personal life, professional life, it all comes together for you, right? So there are very clear benefits of self-coaching. And the benefits can be that you have definitely a stronger self-awareness. You start to know yourself better. You start to recognize certain cues and you start to become more aware of certain emotional reactions as well. And you can manage them more effectively. You will have greater insights, right? You will tune in with your private voice and turn really into your proper inner coach. You can get quick guidance. And as I just said, effective emotional management. You will definitely grow consistently and you will drain your brain, right? So we really understand ourselves better, how our brain works, and it becomes second nature to us. You may be able to eliminate worry and anxiety. That's a big step to get there. You may simply reduce worry and anxiety, which is already a huge step forward. I think eliminating takes a lot of time, a lot of work, and often some external support as well but never say never. That's based actually on the research by Dr. Joseph Luciani, who is a clinical psychologist and author of The Power of Self-Coaching. And he in particular is specialized in examining the power of self-coaching when it comes to worry, anxiety, and depression in particular. He also said that by coaching yourself, you increase your level of confidence. You have a stronger belief in yourself. And overall, you have more life satisfaction in your personal and your professional life. So what I said in the beginning is really important that you feel more at ease with yourself. And I promise you, given that I went through this stage of feeling very unhappy with myself, really, really flat out, almost burned out, really frustrated, I think that's the, the, the best word, moving to a stage where I felt so light and at ease and welcome, just positive energy in my life. It's, it's been absolutely amazing and I've never really lost it. And self-coaching keeps helping me kind of keeping it alive. I think that's, that's the right expression, having this positive energy. And when I know there are some dips where I go through challenges, right, we will always experience where I know what to do in order to get through it a little bit faster and not just get through it, but learn from it and become a slightly bigger person. There are obviously a few skills that we really need to apply, right? And those skills take time. They take reflection. They take energy in the beginning as well. So you, as with, with everything that you learn from scratch, this is something that will take more time in the beginning and it will become so much more easier the more we do it, right? And we practice it as with everything. And we simply have to stretch some existing muscles that we may have not used in a long time. Or we have to build some muscles that are not there yet, right? The first one, and that's the most important one, is how to become an active listener. I'm pretty sure some of you may say, no, well, I'm, I'm a really good listener. Other people tell me that all the time. But an active listener is taking the whole shebang to a different level, right? Active listening is hard, even if you are a trained coach. This takes energy. This takes focus. This takes self-control, not to get distracted by your own thoughts, not to judge, not to interpret something into what's been said. And listening to ourselves really actively 
has a certain dynamic to it. And that dynamic is that we know when suddenly our fears step in. We feel certain doubts and we may want to avoid them. So therefore we stop listening actively and cutting the conversation, this inner conversation with ourselves down. So active listening is really the cleanest listening stage that we can step into, where we are fully present, where we are just there listening, no interpretation, no judgment, where we are not distracted. So don't even think about taking your phone into your hands <laughs> to try to scroll through social media or checking what emails came into your account and whatnot. And this is really about sitting with yourself and being almost in a meditative state. So that's active listening. There are key active listening skills, a few I've mentioned already, but let me summarize them to you. The first one is paying attention, right? Then there is um, withhold judgment, as I've said. Reflection is number three. Clarifying is number four. Clarifying, what is it I'm thinking here? What is it my mind tells me? What are the voices that are coming up? What are they trying to tell me, right? So feel free to really, really dive deep. Feel free to challenge your inner voices and thoughts and to question yourself. Summarizing is often a good thing. It might feel a little bit awkward when you coach yourself, but summarizing is really, really helpful to say, okay, by asking myself those questions, what have I learned from it? What are the insights? that have already come up for me, right? Let's summarize, where have I gotten to? What are the actions that I'm willing to take? And the good thing is to share as well what you have come up with, what your latest thinking um, is, your reflections, the actions you want to take, what you are committed to. So think about, okay, who can you share it? Where can you share it? Those active listening skills are not invented by me. They uh, Research have, has been done and they have been summarized by the Center for um, Creative Leadership. They are really, really specialized in coaching as well. But they are the core elements. And if we can master them, wow, how much more self-awareness and insights can we create, right? The key here is say less, ask more, and change the way you lead. And this is something that you can apply as your own coach and with other people as well. So why not practicing it on both levels, right? It's important that you also pay attention to your own nonverbal communication. So maybe sit down and really sense, what's my body telling me here? One of the big cues that I experience when I feel stressed, when I feel I'm avoiding something is my breathing. So I'm sometimes stop breathing <laughs> literally for a few seconds. And I wouldn't be aware of it if not someone had highlighted it to me in the past, my coach supervisor actually, who said, and now we breathe, you stop breathing. I can see your chest literally not moving anymore. And since then I became really aware of my breathing pattern when I'm stressed and how it stops or how it slows down or how it accelerates. So this is one of the nonverbal cues, for example. There can be certain blocks of listening as well, right? So it's important that you acknowledge those as well. There are physical, emotional, and personal blocks. Physical, for example, include um, noise around you, messy rooms, sounds, emotional ones uh, mentioned already, procrastination, fear, defensiveness, and personal blocks can include fatigue and low-level energy. 
when we're simply in a state of, oh, I can't be bothered, or oh, leave me alone, I just want to lie down and maybe binge watch Netflix or whatever it is. So being aware of that and acknowledging those blocks is really important and you may need to simply choose a different timing to coach yourself and take some time out. It's as easy as that. Nonverbal communication also includes intuition. So listening to your inner thoughts, but also to your gut, right? What does it, is it telling you? Where is your energy taking you? There's something of truth in the gut, in the intuition, even if you have no evidence, but it's there for a reason. So when it resonates with you, it is a really, really enlightening experience. So don't just ignore it. And, and ladies in particular, your intuition can be hugely powerful and insightful. So don't push it to the side. Clearing is another way of acknowledging our nonverbal communication. It's a way of dealing with anger, with frustration or negativity that can get in the way of productivity and really, really a level of open leadership. So you really need to take charge, stop and pinpoint what is happening there for you. You may want to simply get it out of your system and say anything out loud in the way you want to say it, right? Write it down, perhaps. What are those negative emotions and kind of messages that you give to yourself? What is really making you angry? What would you like to say to a certain person that might have caused or triggered those emotions? Maybe it's yourself. So maybe you have to say something to yourself. Put those emotions into perspective as well. So make sure you follow listening skill number one to pay attention. Make sure you withhold judgment, okay? So you can share messages with you, with others, without sounding judgmental, being judgmental. Be kind to yourself. Reflect, then clarify, summarize potentially, and do share. Yeah, that is also very important. The second coaching skill is to ask powerful and open questions. But what are powerful questions, right? They make you stop and think. So if you have ever asked someone a question and they either stop and don't say anything, they may look up or they say to you, oh, that's a really good question. Then you know you have hit the nail on the head, okay? You asked a powerful question. It makes people stop. It makes people think. It makes people stand still and reflect. That's what you want to achieve with yourself. You don't want to have the quick answer here. You want to really check in what's going on. Sometimes when you coach yourself, you may not have the answer right away. And that's absolutely all right, right? Our brain holds a huge amount of conscious and unconscious memories, experiences, learning, information. So there is a lot in it. <laughs> but how can we give a prompt for the relevant information and how can we really help ourselves to access our inner resources? And by asking a powerful questions, we can start doing that. So you may want to start a question with the word what instead of why, how, who. Ask what. Dive deep. What is it you want from your life? What is it you're trying to achieve by doing something specific? What benefits would that have? What emotions arose for you when you thought about X, Y, Z? So what questions can really take you quite far into a slightly uncomfortable space, but that's what we want, right? Learning isn't always comfortable. So get to the heart of the matter and create fresh and new perspectives and therefore possibilities. 
So open questions are questions that are not closed. It's as easy as that. Closed questions are those that can only be answered with yes or no, right? You get a short answer. You don't really gain a lot of information from it. So make sure that you keep them as open as possible and be curious. One thing I keep saying to the teams and individuals I'm working with is curiosity is key. Um, whatever pops up to you, into your head, ask it. One of my coach trainers used to say, what's in your head has to be in the coach's ear. So that made me feel really courageous about simply sharing what was in my head and not to ignore it because I might feel a bit stupid about the question. Usually when it's in my head, there's something to it. So why not stepping into those resources, right? Coaching skill number three is communicate, communicate, communicate. It is absolutely vital to do that. And the core skills within the communication space are to articulate, to bottom line, humor and lightness, it's my favorite one, and acknowledging and championing. What's behind those? So let me give you a very, very brief overview. In the Better Leader Academy, we dive very, very deep into this space. So for example, articulating, the question I ask here is often, are you hiding behind a story? Are you articulating yourself in a disjointed way? So when you say something, you share the story with yourself. Is there something that just doesn't feel quite connected? It doesn't feel quite right? Well, you may want to write your thoughts down and try to make sense of it, right? What is really going on here? What's the elephant in the room that you really want to get out of the way? Bottom lining is all about interrupting yourself when noticing you go off in tensions or when you are avoiding things. I used to be a master of it, right? Because it feels so uncomfortable to talk about um, fears, insecurities, the honesty, actually. And it's, it's so important to say, hold on a moment. What are you really trying to say here? What's really going on? What are you really thinking? Can you bottom line um, what you are trying to get at? So it's a straight forward focus. If you can't get there right away, then go back and ask yourself what your gut is telling you again, what's not being said, what are you trying to say? The articulation step will definitely help to create sense here. And perhaps if you can't get any further by coaching yourself, then ask someone else for a different perspective. Humor and lightness, I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory, isn't it? Self-coaching and coaching in general doesn't have to be tough, serious, and difficult. So one of my key values in my business is that I bring in definitely a sense of humor. For me, the main thing when I'm deciding to work with a new client is that we can be on a wavelength, that we can really connect. And that includes that we can have a laugh together as well, because a learning journey takes a lot of energy out of us. It gives us energy as well, but it's hard work. So let's have fun along the way, right? So please do have fun when you coach yourself as well. Increase the opportunities of true learning and it takes negative energy away. So we often coach ourselves when we feel we may fail. We have a lack of competence, for example. Okay, so if we have a lack of competence, why not really, really exploring it in a lighter way? What's the worst thing that can happen if you are missing certain skills? You can either teach yourself those skills, you can attend a training. Maybe you don't need those skills necessarily in your life as to whether it's in your career or personal life. So try to see it a little bit more from a easier and simpler perspective, not taking it too over seriously unless it obviously is 
absolutely vital to have in your life. Humor and lightness is obviously only applicable in appropriate times. There are loads of situations where you can't just laugh about it and laugh things off, right? So you have to be very careful about it when you coach others, but also when you coach yourself, that it works here and that it can actually help. I'm sure I don't have to tell you that so explicitly, but I do anyway. The last skill here in the communication area is acknowledging and championing. And that's really about reminding ourselves of the power and the benefits that our talent and skills give to others. We need to be our biggest champions, right? And so think about what's great about you. What are those talents? What do other people keep telling you about yourself? That's really fantastic. Also acknowledge the efforts you uh, make. Who would sit down and really coach themselves and actually think about their growth, their further development, that you take this time, that you take those actions, that's already absolutely brilliant. So please, please do acknowledge that. In particular, the championing piece is about bringing to your attention what you are really capable of and how it will help others. And remind yourself that no one is perfect. And that's not what we are striving for, right? We are striving for learning and experience. And that is coaching skill number four. And the main uh, skills here are that we have perspectives and choices. That means you are naturally creative. For those of you who believe that creativity is all about the arts, I have to disappoint you here or maybe um, lighten the situation up because creativity is so much more. It's about um, your inner resources. How can you help yourself, right? Are you someone who easily can find a solution or who is able to experiment and simply try something different? So it's it's important that you really acknowledge that. Perspectives and choices is all about the communication skills that I've mentioned before that can help with that, to express those perspectives in particular. Movement and visual tools can help you. So what is it you know? What are the unknown? What are your options, right? Visualize that and maybe use a metaphor to express yourself here. Movement, you may choose an object that reflects your considerations and put it in front of you. One of the the exercises uh, as coaches use quite frequently is, for example, I have a bag with loads of stuff in it, right? And uh, in front of the client, I now empty this bag and loads, all this stuff comes out of it. So what would the spilled items represent? And we, we talk about it. And often it's a way to dismantle overwhelm. And now what is needed to put the items back in the bag and bring the chaos back in order? Do we need to put all the items back in, for example, right? What are the most important ones um, when you talk about prioritization and so on? So there are, there are loads of ways where you can use visualization and movement. Here, it's really important that you discover your thoughts and you test them, okay? The second skill in that area is reframing. So consider your language and thought process. Journaling can really help. I work with many, many clients, and and I'm not innocent here either, who use a lot of negative self-language. I'm not good at that. I've never been great at it. I can't do that anyway. Who, Who says so? Where's the reality in that? So check in with yourself. You may want to write those negative conversations down and then take some time in the evening to translate it into positive thoughts simply to train your brain to recognize your negative self talk quicker and to translate it into a positive talk 
So that is one of the techniques for uh, reframing. Are you class half empty or class half full person, for example, right? Bring in powerful questions to really challenge you here. Then skill number three is challenging. As I've just said, give yourself a challenge to step out of your comfort zone. So it stretches your creative learning and it moves you towards different and new solutions. And so when you already sense this feels uncomfortable and you have this need to kind of stop here and to avoid a certain step, a certain task, a certain action, that's the moment when you should stretch yourself. So how far can I go? How far am I willing to go? How can I make sure I give it a fair go? Think about those questions. And last but not least, structure and um, recalibration. This is all about how can you keep your actions and learning on track? How will you know that you have overcome a hurdle, for example? It's kind of like you're setting an alarm or a reminder, or you may choose to have an accountability partner. So it's great if you do all this work and you start coaching yourself, but if you then don't put things in action, then uh, unfortunately you're going, not going to progress in a direction you want to progress towards, right? So you may need some external support and it can be as simple as your phone or someone else to check in with you and to say, okay, have you done it? Okay, um, have you done it in the time that you agreed to do it? As a perfectionist and a high achiever in particular, recalibrating might be super difficult because you will hesitate to put a commitment down until you know when it's going to be perfect. So perfectionism is, from my perspective, the endless loop of indecision and of inaction, by, by the way, as well. And I've been there and I've procrastinated like a superstar. So it's about taking action here despite the outcome not being perfect. Okay, give it a fair shot. Skill number five, openness towards learning and change. And that's really where we started with, right? What I said to you in the beginning, the journey starts with you. So you have to think about how serious are you about change and progress? How willing are you to put the work and, and the energy into that process? And that's where the coaching relationship really comes in. A coaching relationship between a coach and a coachee, in this case, between you and yourself, will not work if the coachee is forced to do it or not up for it. So you need to see the need. And the question here for you is, do you see the need? What are the situations where you can absolutely apply and where it will help you tremendously to progress, to learn, and to move forward? So check in with yourself. See uh, where coaching can help you and um, where you can become your best friend and best coach at the same time. And if you find boundaries there where you say, okay, I really need some different perspectives to challenge me here. I need some more objectives insights. That's the moment when you may want to talk to someone else. And that is absolutely okay. We are going to talk about that more when it comes to building and forming relationship and strong communities around you and having an impact on others in the other modules of the Better Leader Academy. If you want to learn more about self-coaching, about the specific techniques of self-coaching, and I have a very, very powerful one for you here prepared in the membership, then do let me know or simply sign up by going over to my website. That's www.kathleenmerkel.com slash membership. Get in touch with me if you want to learn more about it and simply join our really amazing and supportive community. This is not just a self-learning experience. Absolutely not. I'm 100% aware that 
whilst there needs to be a flexibility for you to digest information, to learn and to play around with those learnings, it's really important that you get some handholding as well, that you get some support by human beings as I am one and the other members in the academy are. So therefore we have introduced a monthly group coaching call that's so, so powerful, but also a monthly Q&A where we connect and really talk about your desires, your questions, and we can share experiences, right? And help each other as well. So it's really a fantastic balance between flexibility, uh, managing your own time and learning journey, but me reaching out and really, really holding the hand wide open for you to support you along the way. So I hope you're going to join us as well and uh, that we can hear from you and about all your experiences. But for now, enjoy your path of self-coaching and deep, deep self-awareness. I'm looking forward to speaking to you again next week when we welcome a very, very exciting new guest. Until then, have a fabulous rest of the week and speak to you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Legendary Leaders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe to the show, either on iTunes, Spotify, or on my website, www.kathleenmerkel.com, so that you can hear more about our next episodes. I would also love to hear from you. To discover what topics you'd like to listen to on this podcast, please head over to kathleenmerkel.com forward slash podcast and let me know. You can also find me on Facebook in the Legendary Leaders Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting with you again on our next episode of the Legendary Leaders Podcast. Take care. Bye.